Are you a woman returning to work after just having had a baby? Or are you a woman who really struggles with issues around confidence in the workplace? Well, today I will be talking to my colleague Judith Plaster, who runs groups in workplaces for women who've returned from maternity leave. And we talk about the issues that these women face and also issues generally around confidence and self-esteem that affects women disproportionately more than men in the workplace. Welcome to Podcast 16 in our series of the Mind, Body and Relationship Maze. And today I have Judith with me. Judith is an integrative counsellor and coach specialising in working with women. Um, She's also my colleague at UEL on the Masters in Counselling and uh, Coaching, Integrative Counselling and Coaching. So we've, we've been working together for quite some time. Uh, and Judith um, has originally um, worked in the field of media. She's worked for big companies as a senior manager uh, for Sky, for Yahoo, uh, before she retrained as a counselor and coach. Uh, I think, Judith, you did a, a psychoanalysis master's as well, didn't you, for about a year at the Tavistock? Yeah, Excellent, good. So, but uh, but the work that you've done previously in the sector, in the media sector, kind of influences your work uh, as a coach and as a counsellor now as well, I imagine, yeah? So you work a lot in the workplace uh, and particularly with women, is that right? That, that's absolutely right. So I I guess part of what I do to now, do now was steered by my observations within working in the workplace. And I think there's definitely been a change in terms of what's required in terms of personal and professional development in that, you know, there's a lot more pressure that people are under nowadays. I think, you know, technology, um, blurring of work-life boundaries means that uh, the emotional and the kind of pressure that people can be under um, within the workplace there is also a responsibility, I think, of the workplace to be able to help um, kind of people um, navigate that and, and, and process that much more than perhaps, you know, kind of 20, 30 years ago, where I think there were much clearer boundaries between kind of and, and arguably a better work life balance. Yeah. And what do you think are the sort of typical stressors that you've come across in the workplace? Um, so I guess. Um, because a lot of the work that I do um, is with women, I think there's a lot to do with confidence. And uh, uh, and as you as you, as you kind of sort of I guess get more senior in the workplace, there's much more of an onus on um, managing. And with that become comes their challenges because then kind of the output of what you do appears to be less tangible because actually a lot of what you're doing is is kind of managing and I think that that is is kind of less well um less well Mm. being able to kind of recognize that I've done a good job here I've done a good job here whereas if you write a presentation you've got a very kind of tangible output and so I think there's lots around kind of confidence around imposter syndrome and then just kind of general issues with well-being in terms of um sort of anxiety am I good enough am I all the things that need Mm. to get done am I doing it am I good enough at my job all those kind of questions 
Yes, I can just imagine that. Yeah. And how do you think? What would what do you think would be really helpful to address that? I mean, imposter syndrome, as you say, that's very that's very so classical, isn't it? And particularly for women in the workplace in more senior positions who are only playing at being senior, right? How do we kind of work? How do you work at that? Uh, you know. So I think a lot of the time, I think it's um, in the first place, it's 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 actually having a, that recognition um, that it's happening, because I think sometimes I think thoughts can be a little bit insidious, insidious and you have this kind of um, internal narrative kind of running through your head, which we're not always aware of. And we're always kind of like reviewing and observing ourselves. So what was I like in this conversation? What was I like in this meeting? And I think it's always or, or can be the tendency to mm. kind of um, jump to the negative uh, and, and always kind of um, assume the worst. And I think so. I think the first thing I think it's really, really important to recognize when you're doing that. And and I think having a much kind of stronger awareness of of, of kind of your emotional state and 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 how you're kind of and, and kind of noticing how you're feeling um and then I think it's mm. about once once you've become kind of more attuned to, to kind of being aware of kind of what your thoughts and what your emotions are doing I think it's about always um always being able to kind of try and take a little bit of a step back from that and to try and 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 to try and kind of ask yourself questions like you know kind of what's the evidence for my thinking that was that really true you know how was that person at the end of the conversation how were those people at the end of that meeting did they really look angry did they really look disappointed um and and just try and kind of sense check your kind of locus point of evaluation to really try and, um, yeah, to, to, as I say, to, to try and kind of take away from kind of step away from that kind of autopilot that we've kind of assuming the worst and actually try and, and, and take a step step back and, and kind of reevaluate that. And I think it's really important to be realistic in that because I think sometimes mm. we don't do a good as job as we might do sometimes. And and that, and so it's not about suddenly going, oh, no, I was brilliant. I was great. I think it's about just trying to have a, a more re realistic evaluation of oneself to kind of recognize, actually, I did a really good job there. I think I handled that conversation. It was a difficult conversation. I handled it really well. I was really articulate. I got my point across. Um, so tick box to me but then when I think you know when things go kind of less well so also to be able to acknowledge that and kind of recognize but that's okay and and maybe next time I could do this um and, and then that would kind of end mm. with a kind of a better result or a better output so I think it's just about trying to just become a lot more aware of what's happening give yourself kind of praise where it's due and then mm recognize that if it hasn't gone so well that's kind of okay too because it's all a learning we're not perfect all the time and and just kind of recognize where where one can do better the next time absolutely that's the kind of that's winnicott isn't it it just has to be good enough yeah, some yeah, of the time exactly and i think that's all and i think sort of particularly um at the moment i've been doing quite a lot of groups um with regards to in lockdown and and working with um mm. 
Yeah, both parents actually, um, because I think I think the interesting thing about lockdown is that fathers have perhaps had to, because it's both parents at home and then both parents having to kind of mm. deal with the children, having to then perhaps be more cognizant of of needing to kind of you know share the load in terms of I'm still you know it's still probably not 50 50 but in 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 more households I think you know fathers have been taking on a a more active role and and exactly that and I've used that phrase that kind of Winnicott phrase quite a lot into and, and people really it really resonates with people actually about that idea about being good enough so it's not necessarily about being perfect all the time but it's about recognizing that there are constraints in a situation um, that you, you you cannot be all things to all people. So it's actually just about, you know, being a good enough and recognising that actually you're good enough is good enough, if that makes sense. Absolutely. And it's interesting that you mentioned lockdown there and parents at home. Um, sort of working from home. Do you think that's going to have an impact? I mean, this is a really wildly uh, sort of speculative question here. Do you think um, dads at home looking after the kids more, as you say, maybe sharing more of the sort of traditional roles? And I'm, of course, I'm stereotyping here. Um, is that going to have an impact on the workplace, do you think? <laughs> I think you're stereotyping, but I think you're stereotyping, you know, there's often stereotypes, there's some truth behind that, isn't there? Um, possibly because I think what again as I say because I've done quite a lot of work with families um over lockdown and I think you know different um different groups have had very different experiences of probably coming out of lockdown and have had very different kind of wants or um ideas about what kind of post-lockdown life will be like but I certainly think for families where um there is a lot of um locus on the home and 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 it's and it's and and kind of children being at home family groups have recognized actually there's a real benefit from being able to work from home as long as the children Mm -hmm. are at school um (laughs) and so um i i think that there will be changes i i I can't i I don't think everybody's going to suddenly kind of work all the time at home I think that's you know an unsustainable and actually there's important reasons why you need to be back into the office um and and need to be with kind of work colleagues and 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 the face-to-face is important but I think it's just about companies or particularly companies that work Mm. in offices when working from home is possible about navigating what that hybrid model is going to be like and I think you know fathers have um you know, seeing the benefits of actually, you know, being able to take their children to school and then kind of starting the first meeting of the day at, at quarter past nine when they've done the drop off. Um, and, and so, yeah, I, I would I would like to think that there there, there would be a, a, a small shift in terms of, yeah, kind of dads being able to be around more um, to see more um, to see more of their kids. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see you want to. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay, and I also wanted to ask you, Judith, because I know that you did a, a lot of uh, transition work for uh, with women who have been on maternity leave who are returning back to the workplace. Maybe there's sort of some parallels here, but I'm just quite curious about uh, the outcome of the research that you've done in that field. So, yeah, so that's another kind of big focus area for me because I think, again, it's um, – 
it, it's a really important um, important kind of issue for kind of the workplace, um, and and it, and it's one that I guess I've got personal interest in because to a certain extent I've got my own experience of of being a working mother and noticing the unconscious and sometimes conscious bias that there is against working um, mothers that by suddenly becoming a parent you are assumed to be less um, invested in your job or less committed um, which I don't believe to be necessarily true actually and I think this idea that um, you know working mothers suddenly you know a, a are are a lesser employee uh is a real bugbear of mine um and actually it was one of the areas that I felt was really important as part of the work that I do in order to make sure that um new parents were supported through that transition both before they go off on leave and when they come back in order to try and help kind of I guess support support mothers in that experience so that they're I guess you know kind of more potentially prepared for that if that's an experience they they have in their workplace but also to kind of put things in place um for them in order to try and uh, to try and help kind of navigate that transition um and 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 what's helpful there from from your sorry say that again sorry I interrupted you there but um, what's helpful there in terms of you know what what aided the transition from from mothers? So I think so. So one of the most important things to think about the work that I do is that I do it in groups, um, and that's a very very deliberate decision because I think there is something really useful for the women that are going through the transition to recognise that there are other people sort of going through so they're at the same point in that journey and there is an awful lot to be had from that peer support in being able to um share their experiences know that their experience is not just theirs and that other people are kind of feeling the same thing so almost kind of like normalizing their experiences normalizing any anxieties that they have and 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 yeah and 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 having that recognition that they're they're not just the only one because often when you're kind of pregnant in your department or in your team you're the only one and particularly for first-time mothers it's it's such a huge experience that you go to both emotionally and, and and physically um and and nobody else really quite understands unless they've been through it but also I think even sort of mums who have been it and who've got children again sort of have quite a lot of assumptions and can be a bit all-knowing and so again I think it's something really useful just to have somebody who's at exactly the same kind of point of that journey as you to, to be able to share that experience so I think that that's the first thing and I, I know from the groups that I do is that often they will stay in, in in contact long after you know kind of my my, my sessions have finished with them um, and and it's and it helps you know establish a real network actually in terms of 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 that they can kind of carry through with them and when they return to work so so that they've got that just real kind of as I say real peer support group with them so I think that's the first thing um and then I guess kind of so alongside that um 
it's also that it's, it's being in that group, but also giving them that time and that space to be able to share that experience. Because again, kind of particularly, I guess, because I, I do this through companies. So, so companies are, you know, it, it, it's company sponsored. Um, but if you sort of think about most kind of like, I guess, development or, or whatever at work, there's very little space just to kind of talk about kind of how you are and, and what's going on for you. And actually, so I really make sure that the first session that we have is absolutely just kind of given to that space of, being able to let's just have a chat let's get a drink let's have a coffee and let's just talk about how stuff is for you at the moment and and there's no right or wrong about what you can talk about it's literally let's just kind of talk about what's on your mind and and it always makes me smile because I've done hundreds of these groups now and and you always have that initial panic about oh my goodness what happens if nobody says anything and and nobody you know that never happens you know you just you allow that space um, <laughs> that kind of safe space for for the kind of the women to share their experiences and you know it's like opening a floodgate in it but in a really positive way mm-hmm. um, just about being mm-hmm. able, as I say just being able to have the opportunities to share about kind of what I'm thinking what I'm feeling um with no agenda with no um, but just li- literally just mm. to be able I, to... I just wonder, are there some sort of... Are there some common themes there? I'm sorry, there's a bit of a lag. So I, uh, <laughs> are there sort of themes that c- keep coming back again and again? Yeah, I think there's... there's, there's um, the women will talk about... Um, so even, I guess, kind of... Um, with pregnancy they they will talk about um that the that I kind of talked about it earlier I think but the guilt so the guilt will kind of start slipping in um even when they're on when when they're pregnant am I working as hard do I think that you know I've had to leave early for appointment am I you know I feel bad that I've had to leave appointment or that I can't um you know I can't always kind of go to the you know the after this is obviously pre-lockdown but kind of the after work drinks and, and all that kind of thing and and I do groups kind of pre and post maternity leave and the post maternity leave again in this session where you're just kind of being given the mums a space to talk that's another huge one just in terms of um what what are the senses of of, of how committed I am to my job um there's lots and lots of anxiety. So talking about flexible working, either wanting, talking about negotiating flexible working, or then once you're doing the flexible working, uh, worrying about what what will be the perception on that, um, how how will that be perceived? Will again, you know, will that be perceived as me being less committed because um, I want to change my hours slightly? Mm. Um, so. Mm. Yeah, that they're, they're again. I think a, a lot of the time it's just sort of trying to um, make sense of kind of navigating, um, you know, about navigating all the kind of the things that they have to kind of, I guess, consider that they've never had to consider before. Um, and I think again, it's it's questions of around um, identity as well and sort of grappling with the idea that I'm yes. I'm still working I'm I'm still you know my job role but I am also a mother and 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 getting used to that sense that those two things kind of 
work alongside together and 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 trying to find a a way to be able to kind of assimilate the two in a way that feels um kind of harmonious i guess and i think that's you know um absolutely that, yeah. and that was that's always kind of a, i guess an ongoing challenge because there will always be kind of pushes and pulls in both areas of, of you know your life that you're trying to kind of make sense of Absolutely, yeah, I can imagine. That's the balance. It's always sort of either you feel like you're not a good enough mom or you feel like you're not a good enough employee, yeah? yeah, yeah and just kind of integrating that, learning to integrate both roles yeah, into your life, I suppose. Exactly, which, and I think, again, sort of going back to that phrase of, of, of being good enough. And I think one of the things that I'm really, I guess, kind of keen to champion in, in the work that I do, so I do... Um, Another session that we do is 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 around kind of thinking about identity and thinking about self reflection. Um, and and before the women go off on leave, we do a piece of work that kind of looks at work, but then also kind of personal achievements and kind of what they've done with their lives so far, and what skills and what capabilities that have been honed and developed through achieving those things and and what challenges have been overcome so again it's about being able to kind of recognize I guess your resilience recognizing your ability to adapt and to flex to new circumstances because I think that's really because that's a really important reminder because no matter who has a baby with it comes change and and to a greater or lesser extent, but it, 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 there is inevitably change that, that comes around that. And so recognising how you've been able to kind of adapt and flex to change before is really, really important. Um, and then when the mums come back, yes. what I want them to do is to be able to reflect on that year of maternity leave hasn't been a fallow year. It hasn't been a year when, you know, a lot of time, oh, it's a break from work where it's very much not a break you know there's actually you know, a huge amounts that a, a mum kind of does within that first year but being able to recognize kind of the personal development that one goes through when you become a mother and actually all the skills and the attributes that you develop by being a mum and then by coming back to work and being a working mum and kind of recognizing actually mm. the value of that um, as opposed to just kind of this negative view that you've had, you know, that you've been out of work, you haven't been doing anything for the past year, when in fact you've been doing loads and you've developed lots of new skills and capabilities that are actually extremely valuable in the workplace. And and I get the, the mums to kind of reflect upon that. So thinking about actually that often there's much more perspective to be had, um, which means that the office politics, the kind of the anxieties are actually much better at being able to be kept at bay because you have this perspective of work is not just the only thing which in turn enables you to kind of focus mm. better I think there is huge amounts of kind of efficiencies mm. that um you know you become much more productive much more kind of your ability to kind of be as I say to be kind of time managed you know you've got a deadline you know you've got to get out the door you get the task done um and again you you kind of you you lose perhaps you know the 
the more of the water cooler moments, the kind of the chatting and the coffee, because actually you kind of know that you've just got to be mm. getting on with it, getting the work done. So again, I, I really try and encourage again. So when it kind of goes back to the ideas of kind of guilt and um, am I doing enough? Again, it's about being able to kind of actually recognizing all these new skills, this changed way of working. Mm. So again, try and kind of to try and help assage, assage those doubts so that you actually kind of recognize that you have this kind of new way of working, this new identity, but it's, it's, it's in no way lesser. It's just different to how it was before. Yeah, and if you think about all the skills that you acquire when you become a mother, right? Nobody, nobody, they don't come with the manual kits. You've got to learn it all. Absolutely. And it's so much to learn, isn't it? It's quite terrifying exactly. initially. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's really important because you learn by instinct, you learn by trial and error, and you learn by, um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's completely experiential learning. And so, and, and I think mm. that's, it's really important to, kind of recognize that and and because again that you know and and because you can take that again back into the workplace in terms of thinking actually you know when you're challenged with things that you've never done before you can do it it's just that you you kind of you learn through you know you apply kind of previous skills that you've had before you think you reflect you and then you kind of work out what the best solution is so yeah absolutely I can also imagine that, particularly for women who are maybe in more senior roles, who are kind of used to achieving a lot in their workplace and balancing lots of different needs and demands, uh, that they might find it quite difficult to then be thrown into a role where they start afresh and they know very little, yeah, uh, about being a yeah, mother. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and I think that's absolutely true because I think. Again, it kind of goes back to that identity question, doesn't it? And I think we're so used to being defined by our job or, you know, our job role and kind of what we do out of the home. And actually having a child, although wonderful, is also pretty boring and it's pretty relentless Mm. and it's pretty monotonous. And I think acknowledging that, that suddenly you have gone from you know being a senior woman in the workplace um kind of making decisions you know being in meetings in that kind of social world using your brain using your intellect um to suddenly being at home with a newborn who isn't particularly um <laughs> it's particularly cerebral you know there's not yeah. much there's not a lot of thanks in it particularly in the early days it, it's just kind of pretty relentless um, and again, I think that picture of motherhood isn't always the one that's kind of portrayed in the media. Again, you know, it's all about kind of, you know, like rose tinted lenses and, and gurgling cute babies and, and the adoring mother smiling down on the child. And again, being able to, again, try and help kind of reset, reset that perspective that if your experience isn't like that, that's okay that actually probably a lot of people's experience isn't like that and it, it is hard and it can be thankless and and and, and that's okay yeah yeah I think it's wonderful I mean I wish I'd had a space like that when I had my daughter many moons ago yeah to just have these conversations this is such and, a and, huge and, adjustment 
and I think that's right. You know, I think, um, you know, the, 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 the companies that I work with that allow this and kind of pay for this work, I, I'm, I'm hugely appreciative of it, appreciative because it's rewarding work for me, but I'm appreciative that they kind of recognise the importance of it too. And absolutely that, to be able to give the women that work for them that space to be able to do that because it's it's it is it's huge it's such a big big thing that happens you know life event um that happens to people and I guess kind of going back to that conversation we were having at the minute at the beginning this idea of kind of work and life is so much more blurred nowadays and so being able to incorporate a life event into the workplace and and be kind of recogni- recognizing the importance of that um is 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 really really useful but, and and you know and it will pay dividends for that company as well because it means that actually in terms of um kind of the loyalty the support that a working mother will feel for having had that experience you know will also you know kind of pay dividends mm. to their attitude to, towards their workplace and their employer so you know it, it does have you know there is you know a good business sense for doing it as well mm. And just uh, just sort of on a maybe final note, just just in the interest of balance, um, do they also is there an, is there a need for dance as well to have that kind of uh, training? Do you think? So I think um, I think the shift is less seismic for fathers. Yeah. Um, if they're only kind of doing the kind of two week paternity leave, which is the kind of traditional. Um, you know, kind of the traditional route. Although, because in this country there is now shared parental leave, which means fathers can take um, a, a longer period of time um, and mm-hmm. kind of share the, the maternity leave um, with their wife so the mum can go, potentially goes back to work earlier and then the, the, the father takes over the, um, the rest of the leave. I think possibly, yeah. I think um, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not work that I've done Mm-hmm. particularly but I think you know when when there's a transition when there's a gap where actually it requires a, a change and a shift in 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 kind of your day-to-day that that is a, a significant amount of time um I think that yeah I think it would be I think it's really important work to do too absolutely yeah. particularly if you know if the that also reduces work hours or you know takes on a lot of childcare responsibilities the same need isn't it absolutely absolutely yeah well wonderful that was really interesting um would you like people to contact you judith yeah if anyone's interested if anybody's got any questions um yeah i can be reached at um judith at cothinkingcompany.com if you want to send me an email or if you google cothinking company um you'll find my website and you can kind of reach me through that as well that'd be lovely thank you brilliant fantastic and i'll also put that in the blurb so if anyone's interested yeah to maybe um get some workshops available that'd be great good yeah. well it's lovely talking to you anything that we haven't covered Thank is you. Is there so anything much. that uh, have we said everything, or was there something that you haven't been uh, given a chance to tell me? No, I think we've 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 said it all well. There's always more to say, but I think we've we've covered the main points. So thank you so much. Okay, great to talk to you. Take care. Bye. Bye bye.